Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, post-resignation team meeting, part one. Here we go. Well, we get the question of how to tell one's team one has resigned frequently. <laughs> and frequently people do it wrong. <laughs> yeah, they do. And it, But it's so easy. If you know how to resign, all you need to know is the just sort of the logistics about setting up the meeting and being willing to be a little bit bold about the meeting. That's all. Yeah, it, it is easy. But, you know, a lot of folks have developed like really close relationship with their directs and they want to say more than they would have had, you know, before they built those relationships. Yeah, I th- yeah, I could see that. Uh, and yet your first responsibility is the organization. Even after you resign? Really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. If you're in the building, yes. There you yeah. go. It's old-fashioned, but it's true. So. <laughs> let's, let's don't let truth get in the way. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we've got seven points we want to make, one of which goes through a number of sub-points. But anyway, first, got to pre-schedule the meeting. Yeah, you have to pre-schedule it. You have to decide you're going to resign, and then you have to schedule a meeting with your team. Then, uh, And the meeting's 30 minutes long. You won't take all that time, um, necessarily. And you schedule it for 15 minutes after you're set to resign. And I'm sure some people's heads are exploding. Like, you actually schedule when you're going to resign? Sure you do. If you know you're going to resign, you figure out when to do it. Oh, you plan uh, everything. You plan everything. You're no, such I don't. <laughs> you know better than that. And, and the first thing you do in the meeting is say, I've resigned. And then you've got to cover a few subjects. You've got a key project report. You've got to notify them about the performance files you're going to turn in. You're going to provide them in a room reviews. You're going to talk to them about the calendar for the next 90 days. Uh, you're also going to announce who your interim successor is. So that, that's kind of the meeting. And you can get that all done in 30 minutes or, or less, actually. Now, look, the meeting may get canceled. That's our fifth point. Uh, so we'll talk about that for a minute. And um, you're going to have to draft a resignation announcement email. Oh, even though you're scheduling case, a meeting. Yeah, because the meeting might get canceled. And if it's canceled, you've already drafted the resume, the, the, the email, and then you just send the email and say, I've just resigned. And you send it in the event the meeting's canceled. Simple. Okay, so <laughs> let's talk about the one that probably made head, people's heads spin, which is pre-schedule the meeting. The meeting where you're, you're going to announce your resignation to your team. Yeah, but look, once you know you're going to resign, then it's a matter of going to talk to your boss. Unless everybody thinks... The moment they decide they're going to resign, they go find their boss. I mean, no, oh. you, it's okay to, to, to be decisive, but it's also smart to be decisive and be speedy, but also to use deliberate speed to make it make sense. Now, look, we, we're making an assumption here that this is a, a manager tools sanctioned resignation, if you will, in the sense that you're following our guidance on how to do it. And we do have a, pos- do have a podcast, folks, called How to Resign. It's very highly regarded by people. And while we don't recommend you resign necessarily, there are times in one's career when one does. But this guidance follows that one. And both of these sets of guidances, that that podcast and this one, um, are pretty worthless if you're resigning in haste. Well, let me ask you a question. Then. Well, um, are you going to give advice to folks to, today on how to resign in haste? Because <laughs> that's a whole nother cast, right? I mean, Yeah, no, it's not. A, well, it might be for somebody else, but we don't do casts like that because we don't tell people how to do things we don't recommend they do. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, there's no way yeah, to do something yeah. stupid. Yeah, we get that, oh, once, well, maybe two times a year in the forums, we get somebody ask a question. I say, well, I just don't recommend you do that. And they say, well, I knew you'd say that, but go ahead and tell me how to do it anyway. <laughs> I just want to go... I, would you? I, I dare you to say that to my face. You read it, and I get a call ten seconds later. Can you believe this? 
<laughs> Let me read you what this guy said. Um, so look, you've decided to resign, okay? Now there's work to be done in order to resign. If you listen to our How to Resign cast, you've got to prepare documents. But look, if, unless something unusual is happening, it's not like you won't have 48 hours. It doesn't have to be the best work of your life, the, the pre-resignation paperwork, if you will, preparation steps. It's not that hard. You're going to drop a couple of balls if you work on it straight through for two straight days, but you could absolutely get it done. And we do need to come up with some casts that say, here's the basic format, although we'll allude to them here. We'll give people templates that'll make it easy. But, but anyway, once you know you're going to resign, you figure out how much time it's going to take you to do the preparation and listen to the cast, how to resign to figure that out. And it depends on whether you have three people or 10 people. Um, and then you set up a time to talk to your boss. Uh, now look, don't take two weeks. You don't do that nor should you walk right into your boss's office and resign. Because if you walk into your boss's office and resign, the moment after you've accepted, accepted an offer from a competitor or from another company in another industry or across the country or whatever, you won't have had time to help the organization through the transition. And if your boss responds rashly and says, fine, you're out of here, give me your phone and, and uh, uh, I'll walk you back to your desk and I'll call security on the way, you won't have time even though you knew what you were going to do, you won't have time to take care of your team and take care of the organization. And folks, it's just not professional to be so excited about leaving that you leave the company in a lurch. It's just not. Now, other people will. And I would suggest that this is one of those cases where the standard is not what you've heard or seen other people do. The standard is, how good can you do it? without losing anything by waiting 48 hours before you sit down with your boss. And don't listen to a company that says to you, well, you need to talk to your boss right away. Say, well, actually, no, I've been preparing to resign. I've got some work to do yet, and I'll resign within the next 24 to 48 hours. Now, the hiring company is going to be a little bit surprised. In fact, they're going to say, you knew you were getting an offer. Why didn't you resign already? And, and the appropriate response is, well, sorry, while privately thinking, you idiot. Nobody, <laughs> yeah. nobody resigns <laughs> Prior before they to get the, the offer. offer and accept. You don't, even, you don't even resign after you have the offer. You resign after you've accepted. Right? You don't burn the bridge you may need to go back over. I mean, dude. Yeah, and off, offers get rescinded, right? It happens. Oh, they do. Oh. Can you imagine? Get the offer. You don't follow our guidance. You yeah. you re resign and then the offer gets rescinded. Now you want to go back to your boss and say, hey, um, just just kidding, just yeah. kidding, just it's a joke." Yeah, yeah. It's well, we get calls like that. What do yeah. I do? What do I do? Can I buy a time machine and go back? So you set up a time to talk to your boss. Okay, then let, let's say you decide you get the offer on Monday. They they do their their due diligence. Somebody makes you an offer. On Friday, you on Friday, you you talk to your spouse for the weekend. You accept Monday noon, and you've accepted, okay? And you set a meeting for ten o'clock Wednesday morning with your boss, or maybe your boss is always in her office Wednesday mornings, and so you set it such that you know you're going to be able to find her. Now, I wouldn't do that. I'd set a set a meeting, and I'd say, "Look, it's I, I can I have a thirty minute meeting? I want to update you on a couple of things." And then what you do after that meeting's in stone, or at least on the calendar, you set this meeting up, the post-resignation team meeting, for immediately after it. And you go into that meeting with your boss to resign. And 
This meeting being scheduled right after it keeps the meeting with your boss brief, all things being equal. Now, again, your boss can trump everything and say, what, you're resigning? Give me your phone, let me walk you out. Now, folks, if you're a manager and somebody resigns, you don't do that. It's unprofessional, it's unethical. They don't even do that at really, really high security companies. The only people who do that are bosses who want to show off their power because they're angry because they can't control you anymore or they thought they were controlling you yesterday and apparently your freedom to resign flies in the face of the idea that they're in control of you because they haven't learned Horstman's Law that controls an illusion. And look, I've certainly had people figure out that their boss was in on a given day. They set the meeting with their team and then they go get time with their boss right before the meeting, okay? But there's risks there that you've got a meeting with your team set up and you don't get to talk to your boss. The problem, what people do is they, they go to their boss, they haven't set this meeting up and they resign. And the boss who realizes quickly, I can't talk him out of it, or if the boss is ethical and professional, she realizes that you really have already accepted another offer, in which case a counter offer ought not to be proffered, um, they then say, they immediately say, well, have you told your team? And the answer is, no, I haven't yet. And, and the look of, oh, okay, this is clearly done on your face, causes the boss to go, well, don't, I'll do it, right? Because they're looking for any opportunity to assert control again. Hmm. But if you do, the, do it this way, you say, look, I just got a minute, I've gathered my team and I have to tell them. And what's amazing is people are listening right now and they're saying, oh, no, there's no way. I, I, you know, I don't think that'll, I think my boss would cancel it. Yeah, you'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah. more. It's, it, this has worked far more often than bosses have overruled it. And, and we'll cover what happens when your boss cancels it, if he or she does, later in this cast. And look, there would be nothing wrong with if you realize that your boss may be thinking of canceling, sharing the intent and agenda of the meeting which is all business designed to smooth the transition. Tell them, hey, I've already got my files prepared. I've got uh, interim reviews prepared. I've got key project stuff to go over with them. It's all squared away. If you don't want me to have the meeting, that's fine. Of course, in the back of your mind, you're gonna be sending an email immediately. And I do mean immediately because there are bosses who will send a short note to everybody on your team saying, hey, Dana resigned. Uh, everybody come into my office at 4.30 today. Right. And it's just better if they hear it from you. Yeah. And, and folks, it, it's not better for you. It's better yeah. for the organization and for your team, mm -hmm. who presumably you have professional love for, right? Yeah. Because your boss, who then schedules a meeting with your team at 4.30 and then proceeds to leak that um, you're leaving and then says he shouldn't, you shouldn't talk to your team, then the team finds out and they sit around wondering what to do for the next six or seven hours. Complete loss of productivity. And your boss is not going to be spending eight hours going through all your stuff, getting everything ready for a meeting. The boss is going to sit down with their team and say, well, unfortunately, your boss has left. You all report to me now until we pick an interim. And I need reports quickly from all of you guys on all this stuff. And all you're doing is, if you'll pardon the expression, screwing your team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you said six or seven hours. It's like, it's like, how about six or seven or eight days of wasted time oh, during this stuff? Or six God, or seven yeah. or eight weeks. I, I, oh, I can, yeah, I can no, share okay. some horror stories. But Okay, thanks a lot. Now, <laughs> now, now my head we really won't. has exploded. So let's go on to the, the meeting itself. How long is this meeting with your team yeah, after like you resign? Said, th 30 minutes. Schedule it for 30 minutes. Now, there's two reasons for that. One, that's how quick it'll go. But also because if you thought you could get it done in 15 minutes, you don't want to schedule a 15-minute meeting with your team. team. People will just go, huh? 
Now, if you're, if you're a manager who's manager, you're doing one-on-one. So a 30-minute meeting with the team is no big deal. And you schedule it for 15 minutes after you're slated to meet with your boss. And, and by the way, one, one more thing. I just, just want to mention one more thing about scheduling it right after you meet with your boss. Once you've resigned, if your boss is not adamant one way or the other, you can actually say, look, really, I'm so sorry. You'll have to excuse me. I'm meeting with my team. And when your boss says, I don't want you to, it depends on who you are. It really does. But you could, in, in many situations that I know of, get up and leave and go to the meeting and then say, look, I'll come back and circle back with you. But I promised I'd meet with my team. They don't know. And I want them to hear it from me. You know, you said you only do, you only need 30 minutes, right? If you're, if you're prepared, right? If 30 minutes prepared. is plenty yeah. of time. But I'd make the argument, you probably don't want more than 30. You don't want to drag this thing out for 90 yeah. minutes, right? I mean, you want yeah. people to come out of there and get back to work. Well, not- he, yeah, he, yeah. There's also the issue of having an hour long meeting and only taking 20 minutes of it or 15 minutes of it or having the meeting canceled last minute by your boss and then have people go on, what the heck's going on? And a lot of people who are listening, their meetings maybe start on time, but they go long anyway. And if this is your last meeting with your team, or it's really one of the most important meetings you have with your team, if it's scheduled for 30 minutes and it goes 45, it's not the end of the world. It's far better to have a 30-minute go 45, 30-minute meeting go 45 in this situation than it is for you to be done at 45 minutes and having people go, hey, well, let us ask a bunch of personal questions, which is not probably what the organization wants you to do. Not saying you can't address those, but Really, this meeting is about handling the transition well, professionally, organizationally, because your first responsibility is results for the organization. If you wanted to, you could, but we don't want to leave ourselves in a situation where people expect us now to answer personal questions and you're really feeling like because of the makeup of your team or because of how the meeting went with your boss, you don't want to be put in that situation in this particular meeting. You can always meet with people individually to share with them more about what happened and how it happened and so on. Right. Cool. Now, you said like, you're going to schedule this 15 minutes after your meeting with your boss, and that's plenty of time to talk to your right. to your yeah. boss. But now, some people might say, well, what if, <laughs> I know you're going to kill me, ask, ask oh, this I question. But what, what about, it might take more than 15 minutes, because what if they, he offers me a counteroffer? Yeah, because because you would be really smart to take to to take a counteroffer. Oh no, wait! You don't want to take it. You just want to hear what it is. Ooh, even worse. Yeah. yeah. Um. It, look, if you're if you're potentially going to fall prey to a counteroffer, how can you honestly say you've decided to resign? Well, and you've already accepted another job. What do you? <laughs> yeah. Right, so on. you're you're not you're not thinking professionally. In our opinion, we we are. We don't recommend you go into resign with any thought of ever taking a counteroffer. If a counteroffer is still on the table, why aren't you thinking differently about the situation you're in? And if you do go in thinking that a counteroffer might happen and you might consider it, how is it you've already accepted another offer? That acceptance of another offer is a professional obligation which ethically you're not you're obligated to to follow through on. Um, they have essentially closed the recruiting for that job. They probably sent some notes to other people saying, sorry, we're no longer interested. The idea being to pick those people back up after we said, no, we don't want you. It's really not not very good. Oh, I'll tell you, I mean, I've shared this with you before. I may have even shared it on a cast before. I've probably done, uh, I, I don't know. I don't feel proud of this, proud about having done this, but I had one one gentleman who accepted an offer from me, was supposed to show up. I think it was like, oh, that's right. this, this, like 60 days later and- the night before, I, there's a lot of things I didn't do. I was a young uh, young manager at the time. A lot of things I did do in terms of keeping in contact with him during the 60 days prior to him showing up. That wasn't very smart. Called him the night before he was supposed to show up to talk about the next day, and 
He told me then that he had accepted a counteroffer. And that man today is on my blacklist. There's no doubt about it. Jason, if you're listening. (laughs) Yeah, he's like Will Wheaton to Sheldon on on Big Bang Theory. No, 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 not quite. No, no. (laughs) I don't Um, like that analogy. Yeah, so, and and by the way, folks, if you don't know, Will Wheaton is near and dear to the manager tool's heart because, of course, the episode of Star Trek New Generation starring Will Wheaton as Lieutenant Wesley Crusher, third Lieutenant Wesley Crusher, in an episode called Pin Pals. But that's a longer story. Uh, We're really not Star Trek geeks at manager tools. But look, if you go in with the idea that a counteroffer is possible, most bosses, most intelligent people will be able to see that. And in fact, if you go in and say, I'm resigning my position, I've accepted another offer, that 99% of the time will cause people to stop. If you say, hey, I've decided to resign. Yeah. And they say, why? And you go, well, I've been thinking about it. You are literally fresh meat for a counteroffer. So that's part of the reason why we say accepted. It's a minor part, but but that's part of the reason why we say accept before you resign. Yeah. And, and to your point is you don't want to have the conversation about a counteroffer and not accept it, right? So just cut that conversation out from the very beginning by telling them how you're resigning the way you just described. Yeah. If your boss is going to finagle, he's going to wheedle, she's going to wheedle and beg and, and be happy with just getting more time to work on things. And then you're suddenly in limbo, right? And look, some bosses panic, and I'll related to that. Please don't be one of those bosses that panics if one of your directs, most especially a direct who's a manager, um, resigns to you. Be professional. Be polite. Those of you who are licensees know that I lost my first hire ever recently. Of all the people I've hired in my professional life, uh, recently, just within this year, 2013, an assistant that I hired, her name is Mattel, resigned after three or four months. And um, I don't know that I ever shared this on Things I Think I Think, our weekly newsletter that goes out to all of our licensees. But but um, she told Wendy later, I kind of thought that I would, you know, it was it was a negotiating ploy to walk in and during my one-on-one say I've decided to resign. <laughs> she, was, she was surprised at the alacrity with which I accepted her resignation, not because I was happy to lose her, far from the contrary, but she had said she had studied our podcast about how to resign and so on. So I assumed that she knew that she would not get a counteroffer. <laughs> you don't negotiate with me and you certainly don't get counteroffers from me. But I mean, look, I was very polite about it. We gave her an extra month's salary. And um, anyway, um, if you have listened to or read our guidance on how to resign, you know you don't resign in most situations. There are rare exceptions until you've accepted. Uh, Not just have an offer, again, but have already accepted. And that again, that's a fundamental principle of job searching. Always accept before you decline, with declining meaning any other offers you're not going to take and the job you're in now. If you accept an offer from A and you had offers from B and C and you're in job X, you accept A, you decline B and C, and you resign from X. That's how you do it. Don't, whatever you do, go in because you have a couple of offers but haven't taken them yet, but you know you're going to. That's just a recipe for a messy transition. Let's go back to scheduling this 30-minute meeting with your team. When you schedule that meeting, do you tell them what the meeting is about? Certainly not, right? No, you can't. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do? So what do you say? 
First of all, let's be clear. Your obligation is to report to the organization and the organization, I, I've talked about this a lot, you know, and I'm surprised more people don't ask me about it. To you, your boss represents the organization. And folks, if you're a manager, to your directs, you are the company. What you say has the weight of the company. That's why you have a sign in your forehead that says, watch out, I'm your boss, I could fire you. That's why your directs don't think of you as a nice person. Not saying you aren't a nice person, I'm saying they don't think of you that way. They think of you as their boss. So no, of course, you can't tell them what the meeting is about. On the other hand, it's been my experience that you don't just schedule blind meetings. People wonder about those things. You don't just schedule something like team update. Oh, just put it down as team update. I've got some things I gotta tell you guys. You schedule a meeting that'll justify everybody attending. And it depends on the job you're in. It might be project status review. It might be quarterly performance discussion. It'll depend on what's happening and what your directs will accept as a believable meeting. Now, trust us, guys, whether you like to admit it or not, and I know there are people out there who go, oh, no, people don't know. Well, trust us. I'm old <laughs> and I'm, I'm, sometimes I'm wise. Often I'm just grizzled. But your team probably has some sense that things aren't normal. One of my laws is there are no secrets. They know. They may not know what they know, but they know something. A blind meeting, a blank meeting, a secret meeting title will just set tongues wagging. So if you need to put together, a t put a title on something, put together a false agenda. It's not, it's not inappropriate. It's, it's, it's a gray area. It would be, it would be social lying. And it would be, you would be able to say, people says, well, if somebody said to you, well, this is clearly misleading. Yes, and I had an obligation to get everybody together and tell everybody at once for the benefit of the organization. And as the cadet hostesses at West Point say, if your hostess makes peas and they are literally the worst thing you've ever had, what you say is the mashed potatoes were wonderful. Right. And, and if she says, how were the peas? Ma'am, thank you so much for making them. The meal was lovely. Now, are you misleading? Well, perhaps you're misdirecting, but those kind of things are okay. And we're not recommending lying. We're recommending that in a situation like this, to have the meeting, to avoid people talking about the meeting, you use a, um, a bit of a false front in order to have the meeting so that the entire organization most specifically your team and your boss can benefit. Yeah, I used to think the world was black and white and life was much simpler <sighs> back then, but. Oh, you and me both, partner, you I, and I me wish, both. I wish it were. Yeah, you think the world's black and white. And then I just got an, an, an email from a friend who, a longtime friend, one of my closest friends who told me that she questioned my communication skills and my parenting skills oh. in the same email. Like, wow. Okay. So you think, you think you know what's going on and then you realize, no, maybe you don't. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So let's talk more about this meeting. So meeting. how do you lead up to the fact that you're resigning? Is there, what's, what's the preparatory things you talk about before actually announcing your resignation? No cake. <laughs> <laughs> no cake. Yeah. So look, I, you know, I, I'm surprised at this. There's a number of people who think that clever introductions to important messages somehow enhance the message. Just be clear, just come right out and say it. I've just resigned to insert your boss's name. So if everybody at Manager Tools reported to me, except for Mike, and I reported to Mike, I would go into Mike, I would sit down, I'd say, Mike, uh, or no, I'm sorry, after I've resigned to Mike, I would go to my team and i say, I've just, and they all know that I report to Mike. I would say, folks, I've just resigned to Mike. 
and I would say, I'm sorry for the sudden news. Guys, don't say shock. I'm sorry to shock you. Eh, that just sounds arrogant as if, oh my God, what are we going to do without Moses? Right? <laughs> just say, I'm sorry for the sudden news, but now that that's passed, it's time to get some work done. Or you could say, I've just resigned. Mike's accepted my resignation. There's a bunch of work to get done. Um, there's some things I need to cover with you. And don't get all emotional or act as if questions oh. about why or how or who or anything else are going to be used to and be entertained at this point. Yeah, yeah. If somebody says, well, my God, what happened? Guys, time out. Time out. We've got, I've got an agenda here. There are four or five things we need to get over. That's for later. Right now, there's work to be done. Let's focus for a little bit. Get ready to take some notes. And they won't have any problem with that. They know two things. One, oh, and two, <laughs> there's work to be done. So, so the O part happens after we discuss the work to be done. And believe me, they've had other bosses leave. And when they have gone through the process of you leaving and you do it this way, they're going to be blown away. And, and they're going to say, my gosh, look at this. I mean, you've already done this and you're starting to hand out files. Uh, it will just be absolutely blown away. I'll tell you what, one of my great, one of my favorite movies is Wall Street just for the darkness of it. And in the movie, there's a time where Bud Fox goes into a meeting with his buddy, uh, who's a lawyer involved in the purchase, and they go into a big conference room. And um, if I have my, if my recollection is correct, one of the lawyers is talking about breaking up an, an airline, Blue Star Airlines. And all of a sudden, they're passing out bound PowerPoint decks describing the, um, the valuation of every single last item pursuant to the breakup of the company. And it's just, you, you weren't expecting it. You are expecting them to be talking about how they can make the company bigger or better. And basically it's all about the company being sold for scrap. And in this meeting, what you weren't expecting, not only did you not expect them to be talking about selling the company off in pieces and get, throwing thousands of people out of work, they already have the decks prepared. It's like, whoa. Whoa, yeah. Whoa, whoa. these guys were ready. When they go through this process, if you keep them focused, don't let the meeting spin away from you by a bunch of, per oh my God, what are we gonna do? Guys, you'll be fine. You're solid, you're professional, you're squared away. You know, the company will go on without me easily. Let's focus, let's focus, let's focus. Yeah, and the sooner folks get, yeah. get focused on the work, rather than your resignation and all yeah. the personal aspects, the better it is for the organization yeah. and the better it is for your folks, frankly. I mean, it may make you feel good that they're all sad and weepy about you leaving, but, but folks, that, that get over yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Get over yourself. And if it is better for the organization, what a nice testament to you as a professional that you put the organization in front of yourself when obviously you've just made a decision that's better for you, and yet you're still willing to put the organization you just left in first? There you go. Really classy and professional. Very professional. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long.